One's a former NFL star turned esports coach. But I was getting the stink eye from my wife. So she's like, what you doing? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> and one's a dad who can't stop playing Rocket League. These kids these days, they're like, blah, 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 blah. we're used to jump and run. Together, they welcome you to Amon Green's Gamers Lounge. All right. Welcome into Amon Green's Gamers Lounge. I'm your host, Amon Green. And uh, my co-host, John Audius, is still out of town uh he actually is out for a business now i believe the wisconsin ladies basketball team and if you remember he works for them he does a lot of uh commentary color commentary gameplay uh watching of them and describing so he he'll be back hopefully next week and he had the issue a week before where his car broke down in uh, minneapolis visiting the in-laws and couldn't get back in time. He had to get obviously his engine fixed. So, welcome into the Gamers Lounge podcast. So, this is the first. If you're first time coming in here, uh, we talk about video games. We talk about the video game world and industry and things about it, good and bad. And then uh, the fun stuff we talk about is like game releases, our recommendations, um, and then what's on stream, our recommendations there. Um, and then also we we interview fun and special people. So, this is the third installment of my people who love video games in Wisconsin. So I'm going to bring in our guest, uh, Brandon Chalker. How you doing, Brandon? Man, I'm doing good. It's good to be here. Oh, nice. Great to have you. And so me and Brandon, um, well, before I get into that, let me just recap my week from last episode. So um, I got a two-year-old that's winning, that's dominating, okay, me right now. Um, and it, uh, she's my granddaughter. She's two years old. She's beautiful and she's already intelligent, smart, doing things that two year olds that I think I didn't think two year olds could do. So I put her down for a nap or I put her down for bed at night. And, you know, and we she has a room, you know, she has we have a room for her and we have a, the bed and we put rails on there so she doesn't fall out being safe. Uh, grandparents, thoughtful grandparents. And then we put a gate on the door. So just in case she wakes up, she so we, we don't have her wandering the house at night. So she has devised a plan to escape. She's a little escapist. So she has took the pillows from her bed and stacked them up to the gate to climb over. And I'm like, I'm not even mad. I'm like, I'm impressed. I'm like, my granddaughter is a little escape artist right now. I'm like, oh my goodness. Every morning I come in to go get her and she's already walking the hallways and I look at the gate, the pillows are there. I'm like, oh my God. I said, this, <laughs> this girl is hilarious. And uh, we have two big dogs. So she gets beat up by the dogs a little bit. They're, you know, they're just walking past her, but she doesn't know. And she's still kind of like gaining her balance and everything as a, as a kid growing up. So that that's interesting. And then she talks very well for a two-year-old, I believe. She's asking me. You know that she's hungry saying you know i'm hung- basically saying i'm hungry or eat eat but she's kind of whiny going eat 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 she's ready to eat so all right, all right time to eat or paw paw i poop i'm like all right <laughs> let's go we gotta change diapers now <laughs> so um it's been it's been i say a kick into gear real quick back to daddy those daddy days for me i have five parent i'm i'm, five, I'm a parent of five so four girls one boy uh um, brandon so i don't know where you and your your, your significant other are in that aspect. But for me, um, I'm, we're done, but we're actually now in the grandparent area now. So it's a, it's a learning experience. And the fun things though, I was able to do with her. Um, I have a Pac-Man just on the other side of this wall, uh, a cabinet one, an old school one. And so one day when I had to stream last week, 
I had a, a chair I pushed up to it and she's I sat her in the chair and she was up there playing Pac-Man and Galaga. I'm like, yeah. Even though she you know she was just hitting buttons and stuff, but still it was the introduction of that. And hopefully maybe she remembers that it, you know, when she's 15 or 16 and say, Oh, I remember grandpa him putting me in front of the Pac-Man machine and Miss Pac-Man machine and going at it for a couple of minutes and so you know maybe maybe not you know so i had to do that and uh but yes but trying to stream with a two-year-old in the background i and i would say highly not i highly recommend try not to do that because <laughs> you will lose your wits i'm sorry you because when you stream and brandon you know this because you stream you do zoom calls you're you're in meetings or you're in a production if you have a two-year-old in the background trust me that will test your multitasking threshold of doing things you will be like okay i'm talking about this but then you're like looking behind you like is it broke is she okay so you don't ever do that i'll say that would be a test if you could do that and stream then you need to be a content creator so <laughs> man I, <laughs> so have this, a, I have a two-year-old at home so i know exactly what you're oh, talking about man that is there uh, yeah that's crazy yep yep so uh with that being said so that was my last week and so now i'm gonna bring in brandon chalker he is the organizer for mke esports alliance in milwaukee so milwaukee esports alliance that's the full uh pronunciation of that and uh, me and brandon have been knowing each other a full year so he is the guy here in wisconsin that if he if you know an event <clears throat> or, or if there is an event if there's a program or there's development for people in the video game world or the esports world from my knowledge right now in the southern wisconsin area brandon chalker is the guy for it so brandon man welcome into the stream man how you doing thanks man it's uh i appreciate that introduction and yeah it's been a it's been a crazy year since we probably got connected at the beginning and was like what will this look like what's going on to be a year later knowing all this stuff is uh it's definitely a blessing and thank you it's cool to be here i'm uh i've been following you for a long time we've been having a lot of fun in between and there's a lot of stuff going on right now so i feel like right. it's a good thing that this exists now who are who else has been on for the wisconsin esports side you said you've been bringing some folks on yeah so your part three so first week was a guy by the name um it was a lot of people at ic stars obviously i just oh, used my yeah. connections there to be honest <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so brian brian wilcox at battle box oh yeah yeah it was week one um last week it was sean bowers and tony reale actually from edge vr arcade or edge it's now gamers lounge edge yep. gamers yep. lounge up in here in green bay and this is you for week three and then next week yeah. <clears throat> the whole <clears throat> organizer behind icy stars janine along nice. with jordan from tier one will tag team together in part four and that might wrap it up but i've already i know i've interviewed other people in the gaming world like andy um Eeyore from or Andy V, I call him. He's his gamer tag is Eeyore from yeah. Gaming Generations in Sheboygan. So he was on about a month ago, um, and I kind of think like, dang, if I would have thought about it like that, I would have had him a part of this. But I might just bring him back on because we play <laughs> Halo. We play Halo together all the time. Okay, online. So we always and he's always doing stuff at his shop there, uh, fixing. You know, he works on Xbox, but also he's a big time gamer. Used yep. to work for Microsoft back in the day. So, um, but you know, yeah, I had this idea. And, you know, it was kind of from IC Stars. It kind of motivated me, like, you know what? I think people, because I know people that follow me on Twitch, they're in Eau Claire, they're in Green Bay, they're in Milwaukee, they're in Racine. And sometimes they don't know what exactly is going on in the video game world in terms of esports, because there is there are cons, there are events here in Wisconsin 
Milwaukee area mostly, but then obviously Madison, maybe Green Bay might have something. And I know they are planning something uh, like that in the nature of of an event or a program in terms of esports. I know UW Green Bay, I think they having a launch today. I don't know if I'd be able to make it, but um, they're doing a um, big introduction of their esports program at the University of, Univers- uh, University of Green Bay, Wisconsin. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, so yeah, it just, that's where it came from. It's just like, oh man, let me just, you know, spread the word kind of like yourself, what you're doing here. So, um, like we talked before, we just came into stream here. The one question I ask everybody here is what is your gaming origin story? Who got you gaming? How old were you? And what was that one game that turns you on to video games? Man, that's a fun question. I appreciate you asking that question because a lot of the chances today that I'm getting to connect with people is a lot about the Alliance, a lot about esports, and it's all good. I love that stuff. But, you know, if you can see over my shoulder here, this is a lot of N64 games. I got mm-hmm. regular Nintendo, Super Nintendo, N64. Uh, so I actually, prior to this, uh, I'm a fairly, I would say, uh, I'm into retro video game collecting. <laughs> so nice. I've got a fairly extensive collection. You mentioned your uh, Pac-Mans. I've got two arcades here to my right uh the simpsons and turtles in time uh so like that's my space right like i love retro video games uh it's just something that i've kind of enjoyed and so my origin story is actually i mean similar to a lot of kids who grew up in the 90s i would say but my parents actually were against video games uh and my parents were split but my mom and my stepdad weren't really about video games weren't about tv you know so i kind of had to always play other places and i loved it as everyone would have right but like the story that i remember probably the most is like my initial game. You know, I played Duck Hunt and played all the like, you know, as you would play all that stuff, right? Exactly. Street Fighter, like all of that was accessible. But I would say for my 10th birthday, my mom let me rent a PlayStation from the Video Visions in Jefferson. Like remember back in the day, yeah, you could I literally rent a system, bro. And like you, it came in the box and the whole thing, took it home was able to somehow assemble it to work on our CRT TV, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, like old school TV, like even before they had like the inputs and I had my 10th birthday party. I brought everybody over and we played NBA live 98, uh, Tim Hardaway on the cover Kobe's rookie year. And I was a huge Kobe fan. I mean, Kobe was my guy. And so I'll never, I'll never forget like playing NBA live 98 on PS one for my 10th birthday, uh, is kind of like, that was what got me into it. You know, like it was mm-hmm. like, I was good at it. It was fun. The graphics at the time were, you know, like so cool. Um, but then it kind of just went from there. You know, I, uh, I played, I didn't get a chance to play a ton. I was an athlete, you know, maybe similar to yourself. So I was always right. in sports, football, basketball, track, all the rest. Um, like more of a downtime thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. I like PC yeah. gaming. So I was in like Icewind Dale, Age of Empires. You oh, know, wow. I, like, but at the time wasn't always there. I mean, practice would go from whenever to whatever. You got to come home and eat. So like, then exactly. I'd get on the computer. And like, I don't think I got a computer in my room until I was like a junior, right? So it was like, I, you know, access was never a huge thing, but I always loved it. Um, right. And so, yeah, it's been sort of funny as like, I would say I played through college, you know, kind of as everybody did 360 NBA 2K. Uh, my buddies and I used to play NBA 2K association mode, like it was our jobs, you know? Like I laugh yeah. now that like NBA 2K is like this genre and it's certainly played way different than it was when we were into it, like 11, 12, 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. We played so many hours, co-op association mode, like 20, 30 years into the future. I mean, it was just like, we love that stuff. Um, and then I probably took a break. You know, I had like a little bit of an interim, you know, uh, in my mid to late twenties, where I Probably didn't game at all. I mean, I had like an Xbox one, but I never really spent much time on it. 
because I right. was all, you know, building things, <laughs> like building the community and doing a lot of community stuff. Um, but then I kind of started, like I said, I got back into it. I started, uh, my wife's parents brought her N64 to the house and were like, hey, she used to have this and here are some games. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really, like, I turned it on and I was just like, damn, this is so cool. Like the, the nostalgia right. and everything, and I could go on, just came back. And so then I was like, oh, maybe I should just see if I can find the boxes for these games. And the rest is history. Now I got nine systems and 400 games, all CIB and just like crazy. So it's been a journey, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that like the retro games when I play. I remember when they first started dropping the retro systems, like at Best Buy and GameStop, the smaller little ones. Mm -hmm. And obviously when the Nintendo one came out, obviously that was the one I was looking for. So the first time it launched, I didn't get it. So I waited till I knew I was like, they're going to probably do this again. Yeah, and they yeah. did. And then right after that, they dropped the Sega Genesis. So between those two, I was like, I got to get them. Obviously, I knew I, I was like, it's going to be interesting if they even be able to have Duck Hunt with that, which I was like, if they have it, great. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a hard push because they got to put more in that little area of that box. But I was like, at least have the basic like Super Mario, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tecmo Bowl. Those are the games. That was my after homework games or or long saturday long sunday nothing to do as a kid yeah. games i would play along with duck hunt mm -hmm. um and then the game i remember um with my dad with my stepdad he uh got the system he got me the, the mom and dad got me the system for my birth or for christmas and then we went into gyro mike if you remember with rob oh, the robot yeah, and you put down the you have rob that drops the little spinning thing down that helps you um, drop the, That's nice. yeah the drop the doors down or the, or mm -hmm. the walls down that was keeping the guy on the screen so that was like mm -hmm. when nintendo already showed like where they were taking video games where you actually could use something and oh, that yeah. you could touch you know now and then it works on the screen and still they still doing that with that i remember the ones that little the box games they brought out last year where you had to put the box together oh, right right them, right you know in the game it somehow was part of the game on the screen so so yeah that, that's that's the ret them retro games and memories is just those are good feel they're good times i love kid. them man i yeah. love them and it's funny though because you know like i mean i had all those same memories and that was actually the precedent candidly for like why i got into esports because i was like i was watching a documentary um called high score on netflix mm -hmm. which is great if any of them watched oh it. yeah it's like yeah really it. nice production is cool yep and really i just good. was sitting there like man like if you'd have asked me at 12 years old what like video games were gonna be like I would have told you they're going to be like everything. They're going to be big in society. Like, and I could have spoken to it from like, again, uh, athlete, like good academics. Like I was that kid, but mm -hmm. I was also like gaming is great. And I think that was the stigma back in the day. And so I was like, well, what am I doing for my son? Like, how am right. I embracing this new genre? How am I looking at like the new space of esports? And I realized I knew nothing about it. And right. so that was literally, that was how it got started was just right. wanting to learn from my kid and taking kind of my retro experience and understanding, I think the more broad values that gaming can bring. And I get asked all the time, like, Oh, you know, what about it turning your brain to much? Like the stigma is still there. It, it gets right. brought up a lot. And I'm always happy to have that dialogue because I think it's healthy to be mm -hmm. able to talk through that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. you know, you and I, we could both articulate and speak to the value. And I know you do it a lot too. Of There's a good mix and there's a mix that gaming provides. There's a mix that technology provides that can be beneficial. And so, yeah, that was, that was kind of where it all started, man. Great question. I'm glad I yep, got to share yep. the story. Yep. And then, uh, and you already kind of touched on it a bit. So tell us a little bit about yourself and more something that you haven't mentioned that you've been up to. Um, and then obviously your life leading to this point and you, you already kind of 
hit on it a little bit and I'm gonna ask you the next question, just piggyback on top of that. What, what was your journey like to esports basically? Yeah, so I mean, you kind of heard the gaming side, which was cool. Uh, so that was sort of my come up on the personal gaming side. Um, outside of that, you know, professionally, so I went to University of Wisconsin Milwaukee, uh, ran track and field there. So it was like, you know, as a Panther, did the college athletics thing, and then you know, moved into media. So I worked in media for a number of years at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, TMJ4. If you're familiar with those down here in Milwaukee, yep, so got some experience in that world. Um, and then, you know, kind of went into this tech startup space. And so I started to learn kind of how you scale and do some of, you know, things in the business community in a startup kind of fashion. But right. then in addition to the professional stuff, I was always really interested in, in volunteering. So I was always involved in a lot with the Salvation Army, uh, working to create groups to kind of benefit that organization. And mm -hmm. so between those two kind of adventures, I got to just learn, I think, what it takes to bring people together to unify around a cause, to go into something authentically to provide value and seeing those things succeed just kind of gave me a sense for like, oh, well, you know, this is something that like people myself can do. You can right. take this experience and build other stuff. And so, you know, fast forward to the start of this journey, you know, it was kind of like asking questions of people in the current Wisconsin esports ecosystem. Like, what do people want? What do people see? And so when I heard that there are a lot of silos that people are needing to do their part. And that's usually as a volunteer or mm -hmm. as a side project that right. that's what it takes their time to do. I kind of just made that connection and thought, Hey, you know, we've had some experience doing this in the past through these efforts. I wonder if we can do it and kind of replicate it in this esports space. And yeah, man, so far the answer has been a resounding yes, which I'm really grateful for. Good, good. So, um, any other details of how that journey has been like people, um, you know, giving you, kudos you know compliments or or giving you more ideas to be motivated to continue to grow that uh connecting different people here in the state of wisconsin yeah i mean i think the the past experiences um so one of the groups was called echelon it was a volunteer group i remember that i've heard of that group yeah 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 and so you know when we started it um it was you know one of the first in the country um as of last year i think there were 50 chapters nationwide many of which had been built kind of off of our model yeah. Um, so that was, you know, in that way, I think we received positive affirmation of the effort that had been undertaken. Um, but really when we started that, it was just of the mindset of how can we bring people together, um, as a collective group to move a cause forward and something like the Salvation Army, which is 150 years old, fourth largest nonprofit in the world, you know, all, all right. that kind of stuff takes a lot to move that ship around. But I think we worked the leadership team and others to just day by day, how can we improve what can we do that's different? What can we do that's unique? And mm -hmm. then try to always be innovative. And so it was the lessons from that experience, I would say, that like are translating into these as well. Because I think those those tenants are pretty applicable in most any you know circumstance, right? Try to be right. innovative, work well with others, be collaborative, try to, you know, move the cause forward in an authentic way. Uh, I think that that will work no matter what you're doing. And so, yeah, so we've We've gotten some recognition in the past for some of those things, um, which has been really appreciated, but almost as much just to get the exposure out there for the cause. You know, when you get recognized and you get PR and you can use that platform to tell the story for the cause, that to me is mm -hmm. as important as anything these days. Um, and we're seeing that with esports too. You know, the Alliance has been in the news quite a bit. Um, right. And really the whole intention at any time doing something like that is to evangelize. Thank you to our educators in the space that are working in the high school realm 
thank you to people like yourself and our collegiate ecosystem mm -hmm. that are moving programs forward at a really high level. You know, thank you to the investment from a team like the Bucks. Thank you to Gaming Generations. Thank you to Gamers Edge. Thank you to, you know, Gravity Gaming. Like, thank you to right. all those folks, you know, Game On and Sheboygan who are out there doing it. That's our, that's our role is just, you know, showcase the good work they're doing. And I feel like we've seen that work in the past. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause it's something that for everybody, that's why I say people who love it because you got to have a love and a passion for something to pursue it the way we both have, you know, mm -hmm. to, to really drive it home and see, see where we could find our, um, where we could fit in at what that niche is. And for me, just kind of like yourself, it was me seeing something, in the video game world then it finally caught my attention and i was like that's the place when i it was an event that x games did and they still i'm not sure if they still do it with halo but they were doing a halo tournament along with the x games back in 2016. Okay. and i saw one of the best players in halo lethal jump teams during the tournament because he got in an argument with his team captain or one of his teammates during the same tournament wow. left his team and played for the other team during that's the same crazy. tournament that's how mad he was I'm just sitting to myself, okay, now if I was during my playing days, if I got mad at Brett or Mike Sherman, I couldn't walk over to the Bears locker room and say, I'm going to play for y'all now. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm ready. You know, I'm ready. Sign me up. I'm, Let's get the I'm mad at them. They, you know, they didn't make me mad. I don't, they ain't give me the ball enough or whatever happened mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. that in that game that got lethal, that one of the best players in Halo to switch over it's like man you really gotta be and it, you know you get emotional in gaming you it's mm -hmm. just like competitive sports you're there but it's like you also know you can't jump teams you can't right. leave the locker room and in the battle yeah. in the heat of battle to do that so mm -hmm. it's just so that was so that was my way into it so uh so with that being said i'll lead into what you're doing with uh milwaukee uh, alliance uh, esports alliance so what tell people about it what it is i'm gonna jump into a graphic here where i have the website set up here yeah, yeah so cool, there's man. you and hey. your advisory board and one of those guys I knew i know a few people i met a few people recently yeah um, kate uh, christy lee malone mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. met her uh at the icy stars but and then i just met patrick as well the new gm of bucks gaming so yeah tell us about mke sports and let everybody know what exactly your job is and what else you've done and got going on with yeah, no, I appreciate the opportunity. It's, uh, you know, so we're, we started in November of 2020. So we've been going on probably about 13, 14 months now, uh, which is really exciting. And, you know, from the start, like I said, my, my journey into it was I just wanted to find out what was going on uh, in the space for my son and to get it involved and get educated. So my first step was I just went to Google and Google Milwaukee esports. That's where I live. Mm -hmm. And it was just very interesting because along that process very quickly, it was like, okay, something's amiss. Like I'm here in billion dollar industry. But then when I go to the largest major metro in the state and I look up esports, I can't make heads or tails of the results, right? I'd see right. one-off articles. I'd see a Facebook group that hadn't been posted in in two years. You know, I'm just, I'm looking at it going like, this is, something's wrong. Like there should be a way if I'm raising my hand as an entrepreneur, as a business community member to say, I'd like to learn more. And there's nowhere, no one there to receive me. Like there's no one to right. say, oh, thank you, interested party. Let's make sure we get you into the system. And so, you know, like yourself, I mean, I just started asking questions. So anybody I could find on that front page that like, you know, page one, page two, I just started mm -hmm. sending emails to and said, hey, you know, you don't know me. I would appreciate the opportunity to ask some questions of you if you have some time. Um, shout out to the Joe Loomis's of the world, the Mike Dolls, the Jim O'Hagans, right? Like yep. some of the OGs 
in the yeah. esports game here in Wisconsin that were kind enough to take a few minutes and, and help me understand what they were seeing in their positions. Um, and once that happened, as I said, is learn, looking at this past experience of some things that I had built and been a part of, the parallels were there. And so, you know, I asked them a question like, what would you think about an esports alliance? You know, do you think like something like this would be helpful? Fairly unanimously, people thought, you know what, if someone would be willing to do that, we think there'd be value. So then I just yeah. go to Google, type in esports alliance, right? Oh, okay. Atlanta has an esports alliance. Kansas City has a coalition. Yeah. Pittsburgh was working on something at the time. Nevada had a state commission. And then I was like, okay, there's really something here. Like this is, there's, you know, if Atlanta's doing something and I looked at their site, and it was an incredible amount of effort they were undertaking. It sort of set the the blueprint for like what something like this could be. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we've chosen about to go at this very intentionally to have it kind of built by gamers for gamers, right? There is a other entities and not that it's wrong, but there's other groups that are really focused on the revenue side of this, making sure they capture revenue from a growing industry to make sure to tax it, you know, right. and make money for the state. And that's all good. I mean, that's right. a natural part of it, but we've been really focused from the start and you see it in our, our board. We want the people that are in this thing that are community connected, that are gamers themselves, that are from a diverse background, whether it's male, female, black, white, whatever, mm -hmm. that are going to be able to be a part of this and grow it for the betterment of the gaming community. And so um, we started with that idea and it was an idea. <laughs> like we Let's see if people want this thing. Um, and now, yeah, a year and a half later, you know, one of the things I'm most important, I'm most proud of, and you're looking at it is our Alliance members directory. Like right. prior to this, if someone asked the question, what's going on in esports in Wisconsin, I don't think that answer was easily attainable. Today, you can just go to that directory and understand very quickly. And I, and I say this as a layman because I'm not an ex, you know, I would say these days I'm more <laughs> educated than most in esports after 15 months worth of diving into it. But correct. Yep. Yep. But I can answer that question. Here's what's going on. We've got high school teams that are growing at a rapid rate. We've got a collegiate scene that's growing at a rapid rate. We've got a couple pro entities that are operating. We've got several venues around the state that are taking place that you can go to brick and mortar. We've got some leagues that have formed. We've got some notable gamers that are operating. And just to be able to answer that question has been incredibly beneficial. Um, but then, you know, and, you know, stop me if I'm going on too long, but, you know, the other yeah. thing that's of oh. most critical importance to us is just connecting the community. And so you'll see we do a newsletter every month. We do community Zooms. We've got the first Wisconsin Esports Summit coming up in, on March 10th in Milwaukee. Like we're doing anything that people have brought up to us that we can to create intersection points, because I think that is the most important part of this and what we provide value on is we want to empower people, support them, get them connected, let them know they're not alone and help them drive to succeed in the ways they want to succeed. And like, if we can do that, we're winning. Um, you know, we're partnered with the MMAC. We're partnered with right. Visit Milwaukee. We're partnered with major corporations in the state because there is implications for workforce development. There is an opportunity for state legislature. There is an opportunity to showcase our region as a place for investment and for development from esports franchises and leagues and big tournaments. So like, we're not naive to those things. We certainly try to tell that story to right. give us the exposure the same way you do, right? With what you're doing is so appreciated. Uh, so we don't try to lose sight of that, but uh, our number one goal is culture, connectivity, and trying to provide people a place where they can, you know, empower their efforts. That's our jam, man.
Got it, got it. So yeah, to uh, Eeyore from the Twitch chat, who I was talking about, Andy V, who's mm -hmm. uh, one of my fellow uh, teammates frequently in Halo Infinite. He said he's still trying to get a local rec league going here in the Sheboygan area, which is not far from game one, like you mentioned. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but another friendly question, something I brought up when we first talked, our first, our last, second, last conversation, he actually asked this question. He said, is this Mark Tauscher's brother? Because the way your name is spelled, I know, I man. it was Tauscher, but it's Chalker. <laughs> Andy. Yep. So Andy is pronounced Chalker, not Tauscher. But when I said saw that, the only other person name I seen spelt that way was my friend, my teammate and friend, uh, Mark. So I was like, I was like, uh, Brandon, how do you say your name? <laughs> it's true. It's not you're not alone. That is usually people's first go to because everybody's familiar, obviously, with Mark. So they're like, right. I'm going to assume it's that thing. But no. Yeah. So. Um, so what does you kind of touched on it a little bit, but if you know to hit it now exactly, what does you know, um, MKE Sports do for the gaming community here in the state of Wisconsin? Yeah, so it's interesting. I would say what we have done really well, or at least I would give us credit as a team for having done a nice job of, is we're really good at connecting in what I'll call the B two B space, right? So we yeah, are business. Yep. So we're empowering businesses to get involved. We're empowering, you know, administrators, coaches, kind of that that the leadership, let's call it level of the esports ecosystem to get together and share best practices and get to know one another and collaborate on events and collaborate on, you know, tournaments, just places. Right. So we've done, I think a nice job of that. The next, you know, when I think of the gaming community, I think of specifically the gamers, like people who mm -hmm. are playing the games, I would say that we're still in our very infant in influence or impact in that space. And I don't know that, we need to be the answer to that, but I'm optimistic in the future through our Discord um, and social channels that we can be a place for the gaming community to also connect. We, we've got great resources, right? Like Wisconsin Smash, if you go to wismash.com, is right. a great resource for the Smash gaming community to be able to find tournaments and events. Like, I don't know that that will ever be our space, but like if you go to our Discord and you look at the different introductions and you look at the different places people can play with each other, like I'm hopeful that the more we can evangelize this, that like the more gamers themselves will find connectivity. Right. Um, like it's crazy to me just how difficult that seems. And maybe I don't know all the great resources, right? But like, I just started playing uh, Elder Scrolls online mm -hmm. and like, I'm building a little team, like I'm building a guild, but I'm doing that through, I've got a fairly wide network. So I'm like literally just asking friends and asking people and it's being fairly well received. But like, I should be able, in my opinion, to go to a gaming central hub that's regionally located, right. throw out, I'm looking to play ESO and connect with any other ESO players in the region, right? And like, that is something that I still think is missing. And I, again, I don't know that we have the definitive product that would be the answer to that question, but I'm hopeful yeah. that we get there, so. Yeah, so um, so thinking, Stacey, what you just said, so Brian, Brian Wilcox with Battlebox, he does, it's a, it's a, and he's probably the second group or second person, but then also of a, of a bigger group um, in, I know, Milwaukee for him. And I think I just got, I don't know where the other location at, but he does a big thing with uh, Smash or fighting games um, okay. at BattleBox. And so he does a week over week monthly tournaments on the weekends. And then it's another, uh, oh, I know now it's just a website, but they do have a location. I, just, I can't remember where, but they do another weekly and monthly smash because one of my players brought it to me my attention um no actually no it happened on our uh one of our calls i take that back it was one of our calls it was okay somebody who just built out uh where monthly 
Wisconsin Smash players. Oh, Spencer. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. So that it just popped in my head. And I'm like, oh, no, that was a part of your event too. So, But, no, I, I hear what you're saying because then, you know, like talking to Sean and Tony last week from uh, Gamers Lounge, Ed's Gamers Lounge here in Green Bay, you know, they're having weekly tournaments of Halo um, or free-for-all on Friday nights, you know. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to be there because then I could go to that, you know, so once a week or – Every other week, week I could go over there just to do my free for all and uh, interact, you know, make new connections and just have fun. And I so I kind of know where you're you're hitting on that. And from, from the Twitch chat, JFK, uh, one of my Madden player players that is a good friend of mine. I met him down in Milwaukee, or down in Miami during Super Bowl a couple of years ago. He said, "Would love to see that type of movement here in the Miami area for some." um lakeland connection so he he's all he's always been trying to talk with me about that but yeah hitting on what you're talking about brandon just having that area to go like air that space to go find those other gamers in that game you play you know yeah it's something uh, very very much important and i say it, it just brings on different little little things about yourself and uh, people who you you get a chance to meet basically so yeah yeah it's been super yeah. fun man i've been digging it yeah so what are some of the exciting developments coming down the line um, for esports or Wisconsin Esports Alliance and uh, for for Wisconsin and abroad, basically. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, I mentioned the Alliance. Uh, we're having the first Wisconsin Esports Summit in March. I'm pretty stoked for that. You know, we're keeping yep. it relatively small. We're not trying to blow it out and have some big thing to start. And I got to finish my registration for that. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, but I mean, we've put that off for a long time. You know, right from the start, a lot of people, I would say, were asking for tournaments, were asking for this type of thing largely because it's cost prohibitive, <laughs> you know, and it takes so much yes. time and it's like, yeah, we could just throw cash at this thing, but that's probably not going to be sustainable. Nor would I say at that point, we felt authentic enough to be a leader in that space, right? Like we're not trying to come in and step on toes or act like anything. We're not like we were getting educated. We were making connections. We're trying to like, you know, really be a part of this community. Um, but I would say our board, you know, kind of towards the end of last year said, you know, I think we're ready to, act as a leader in bringing people together in person. And obviously COVID right. played a role in this as well, but like, you know, so to feel like we're at the point where we can put an event like the summit on authentically and bring the right people to the table is a really big win. So I'm excited for that. Um, I think that there are going to be more tournaments, more in-person opportunities to connect, like what Jordan's doing at tier one. I'm so glad you're having them on, right? Like he's right. providing an awesome venue he in is. Milwaukee for this type of tournaments and for this type of stuff. And he knows what he's doing and he's a great guy. So like yeah. that I'm really excited about, hopefully to partner with them too, you know, what Brian's doing. So I think the events side is going to increase a decent amount. You know, I, I would foresee there were several projects last year that couldn't get off the ground because of funding and because of probably mm -hmm. that COVID hangover along the lines of high school, esport combines, you know, some of these more, I would say, I'll call them professional events to really right. help highlight local gamers to get them access to colleges to get them access to you know pro teams so mm -hmm. i'm gonna say that there's more of that coming down the line and then also you know i think we're just going to continue to evolve our story so we came out with the first like state of esports last year in wisconsin as a little infographic that kind of just shared hey here's how many people are employed here's our current high school mm -hmm. and collegiate you know it just kind of tried to sell at a snapshot this is right. what's happening so i think there's going to be some more story to tell there you know our workforce development program just wrapped up its first cohort um here in january i had a chance to sit with the students of that on monday 
And that was incredibly encouraging. I mean, to hear folks talk about that they appreciated the education, that they're getting opportunities for career development and that the instructors were great. I mean, I was just like so happy to hear that that's happening because that's something that we have to continue to do as an ecosystem better. We need to empower and create access for people to get into esports. Right. And so I would, I think to the question that's coming down the line in a bigger and better way, we're looking to expand that to K through 12, looking to expand that out, you know, to help people get access. And so I'm excited for that. That's one that I'm personally passionate about because it's such a unique time to get in and to build mm -hmm. and to grow. We need to spread that equity out. We need to create accessibility to that whether it's at a university level, whether it's for alternative career pathway, like right. we got to start getting that out there. So that's what I would say is coming from my lens. What do you see coming? You always got the hook on stuff. No, uh, well, I mean, I see kind of similar things. I mean, I know I'll say what I was thinking real quick to get it out before I don't, uh, or I don't say it is like what you mentioned about how 2020 affected the finance when, you know, the finance behind events, you know, because you know, as you as well as I do, putting on a gaming tournament is just not going to happen just because you thought about it. Like, oh, it'd be so cool to do a, a Madden tournament or a Smash tournament or a Street Fighter tournament. Okay, um, it's going to take this much for casters. It's going to take this much for equipment. Um, maybe we have to ship something in from out of town. You know, don't don't necessarily mean out of state, but we got to get it here. So that stuff, it, I've definitely I've been across a, a part of that wave. Um, and been affected by the wave of COVID. And because I remember there's a part of the fall semester, the start of fall semester for Lakeland, and I think probably most colleges, we found out that we had a, uh, a deficit of our enrollment that was basically kind of like cut, I'll say not kind of, but cut in half because mm -hmm. of COVID. So then we had to cut back in a lot of finances and in each department. So esports department, football, baseball, so the athletic department as a whole, and then other departments on campus just to see you know, make sure that we um, we we do what we need to do to make sure we get the students here on campus and we cover the you know our bills pretty much you know to put it bluntly. But now um, that was at that was in the fall, and but now we were able to recover and get to the back where we're now um, we're above water and now we could start planning for the future here at Lakeland. You know, you know which is possibly working on a new facility, just having a little bit more space for gaming stations, things like that. So I definitely understand that side of it, you know, because you got to have a game plan behind it. You know, if you just say, you know, saying it is one thing, but then putting it down on paper, spreadsheet, docs to lay it out every step and plan it out. So then when you do the event, when the event is here, the event works. It looks good. People love it. Right. They can't wait till the next year um, because then you saw you saw it happen. But then I, after that event, as an organizer, what are you doing? You're troubleshooting. Okay, what could we done better? That's the first question I ask myself after every event I've done. What could I have done better? I ask some of the guests that I've talked to right away or my people, my friends and that helped me organize it. Say, hey, what could we done better? What where did we drop a ball? You know, where did we fumble the ball, make a mistake here in this situation of this party event, or was it or was everything pretty good? And so then if it was pretty good, or even if it was a few mistakes, we just kind of, you know, then make it better the next time out. Dude, in events, I mean, I could go on about events. Right. Uh, the learnings that have come just from pursuing them. I mean, right. it's like I give all the credit to battle and I give all the credit to people. You know, we got local TOs down here doing Smash Bros at bars. And like it's it right. is so passion drives so much of this. None of it is revenue. <laughs> so I mean, right. it's just it's so interesting to like 
to operate, especially as a business person. I mean, that's, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, like that a lot of times mm -hmm. PLs are very important to me. And candidly, I think it's very important for this industry because there are too many lost leaders. But I think right. when you look at the, the architecture of what it takes to put on a successful, profitable esports event, it, I keep telling people like, this is not a, you build it and they will come. I mean, you hit it right. on the head. Like dreams don't make people put their butts in seats. People are far more comfortable being at home competing for prize pools on their own. So it's like, you have to put an excellent product forward and that costs money. So yes. it's a, it's a, but it's a very interesting, we could probably have an entire podcast just on it, but right. the way that this is evolving. And, you know, I heard from someone recently, they're like, Oh, and by the way, uh, Oh, this might've been uh, Kevin down at I play games in Chicago was an awesome dude. Uh, mm -hmm. He's like, you know, if the, if, if a good person, I'm thinking of the fighting games community, if a certain top tier player puts their name in the hat, you may lose all the rest of your registrants because they're like, why would I participate in that? That dude's going to win. Correct. I mean, you think of the dynamics in that and you're like, wow. Like, it's not just that if I put on something great, everything could be right. The prize pool could be there. The ter the timing, the game. Yeah. It's like, that's the kind of stuff that as an organizer, I mean, you're on the line for, you know? So then you go, oh, we're just going to get sponsors to cover everything. Well, that's its own like slippery slope, you right. know? So I mean, you're kind of in that position where it's like, we get asked a lot for sponsorship and a lot for, Hey, can we help do this stuff? And we're always wanting to empower and connect, but it's like, just throwing cash at this is not going to be the answer. Like it's, no. that's just my opinion. Like this is not how you're going to get an event to succeed, to get traction. Uh, it's fascinating, man. It really is the whole thing. Yeah. And to speak to your point of inviting the best players in, because something obviously in the culture of esports, if, you got a really good player, a really good team, you know, like you said, coming in that tournament, that's going to deter other players. Cause why? Cause they're like, Oh man, I don't want to get my butt kicked by that guy. Or right. That and for an entry fee, player. I don't want to pay for that. I don't want to pay right. to get my butt kicked. And usually okay. there is some sort of fee to enter a tournament. Yeah. So 25 like, bucks per person or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the max, yeah. by the way. I mean, that's what we're learning too. Like the price threshold for all of this, I would be sharing with people is like so low, you know, so At you're talking, right now. so you're talking venues, like, you know, we're doing the, summit at the mecca like the mecca is an incredible venue that's not yeah, cheap you know what i mean so like before. right so like that's why we have to charge a ticket fee but like that's a nice venue i mean they got 100 foot tv they got t i mean it's beautiful right in the deer district mm -hmm. like we're doing that intentionally because we want to create an incredible experience for attendees but man like i would love to do a tournament there but the oh. rental fee is just prohibitive <sighs> like it is there's no way i can make that back up like right in registrations for any game title, like let alone the internet access and all the rest. So anyway, we're, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm optimistic that there'll be more, but I'm very bullish for places like tier one for battle right. pre-existing brick and mortar places. I want to drive all of this to them. That, that's at least my selfish interest. Correct. Like I want to drive, Oh, you want to do a tournament in over overwatch, Fortnite, whatever. Let's get you right in front of Jordan. Like let's get you working within their infrastructure because they're business owners and let's make sure you can use their service. Like that's that's what I'm striving for today. And if we want to, as a as a community, get behind an idea of a major, that always gets brought up. You know, do some major. Like, fine, okay. I think there's value in that too. Right. I'd like to see that built. Um, but that's that's a whole deal, man. We would literally need the entire community, in my opinion, to come behind that to make something like that really be successful. And I think we can do it. I just don't know that that needs to be right now. So right, I get what you're saying. So um. Uh, so tell you talk you mentioned about the esports uh, summit coming up the Wisconsin esports summit that you have planning coming up. So mm -hmm. tell us exactly the deep some of the I say the details that you could tell us yeah, about yeah. that event coming up in March. 
Yeah, yeah. So I mean, for folks that are listening to this, I would say it's probably, you know, like I mentioned, we're, we're keeping it a fairly captive, I would say, invite this year. Uh, so we've been trying to, you know, cap it at about 100 people. Um, but we're working to really do personal invitations out to the community for folks that we think would really find value in this. That said, if the esports you know ecosystem in Wisconsin is important to you, you feel you'd like to be a part of that conversation or be involved in it, like we'd certainly be open to having someone attend. So it's a fifty dollars registration fee. It's March tenth, Thursday, March tenth, from one to five. Uh, it's downtown of the Deer District, the Mecca. Um, but so we're, our focus is we're going to have we're not going to panel everybody to death. The focus of this is networking and connection. One of the things that we've seen from the alliance's perspective is all of these different component parts evolving in our ecosystem. But no matter as much as we try, we know we still, with Zoom, with all these virtual offerings, can't make those connections go as fast as we'd like. And you saw it at IC Stars, right? Like, I can only imagine how many conversations followed up with you after IC Stars. Like, we're trying to accomplish that now at kind of a macro level. And so, yeah, so we're going to have, you know, a panel by some of our sponsors to like let them share. Why are you supporting esports? Because I think that's a very important thing to understand because mm-hmm. these people get asked for a lot of sponsorships. Then we're going to have the future of esports conversation, which you're going to be a part of, which is, hey, what are we seeing? Where do we think this thing is going to go and keep people kind of informed on how that might look? And right. then the second part is going to be just working sessions. Right. So we're going to spend 45 minutes in kind of these niche areas, collegiate, high school, et cetera, Mm -hmm. to bring those communities together, to meet one another, to talk about what can we do together? How can we work together? Um, And then we're going to kind of roll. I mean, from that point on, like it's, you know, Thursday night in Milwaukee, I'm hopeful some people will stick around and have some food, you know, chill, do whatever. Um, So I'm optimistic that we'll be able to make it a community event for the evening and just have a bunch of fun. Um, Yeah. That's it. So I'm not trying to overbake it. I'm yeah. trying to make it where people are going to connect. That's the goal for this year. Yeah, yeah, that's the big fun part. So like Italian Grego, uh, which is another Husker mm-hmm. here in the chat, he says Elder Scrolls is an amazing game. So he's right there along with you in that one. I've done that one. I tried it. What was it? Um, Oblivion. Okay. I, tried, I did a little bit of Oblivion, but I found out that is, oh, yeah, it, it's a heavy, heavy game there. In terms of just okay, like, oh dude, create, yeah, it's nuts. It's bananas, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was creating my uh my character, my species from my species to you know mm-hmm. I think I picked the elf, and then I had to pick the ears and the the, the face structure, which is normal in um, some of them MMO games. So, but it was just like oh wow, and I started talking to my friends who were like deep in it, kind of like yourself. <laughs> yeah. It was like ag. It was like ag. This is it'll take over your whole life. So just be careful. <laughs> I know. Well, it's like you said, I mean, time, I got a kiddo at home. Like, so, I mean, I'm, I have, I was into retro games cause they're so easy. You just throw in Mario Kart, play for 20 minutes. You call it a day, like right. a very easy decompressor. But yeah. then I'm like, you know, I'm so into this esports thing. I should probably play some modern console gaming. <laughs> like I need to play a little bit more of this. So this like, I'm like my buddies and I love this MMORPG stuff. And I'm like, let's do it. I mean, I am so lost, bro. Like I, I've created a character. I got the robe on. Like I'm shooting lightning bolts and all this, but like Ooh. it's crazy. There's so much complexity to it. It's insane. And then like I'm like a level 18 right now, which I'm like pretty proud of. But then I like oh, nice. walk by. I walked by some dude the other day on the screen, and he had like a dragon and a horse and some business. And I was like, "What's this dude? Dude's like level 1,050." And I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, there's no way. Like, I'm just going to get toasted by all these people. But it's fun. My my buddies and I get on like you do, right? We throw the headsets on. We chat. We have fun. Like, that. I love that stuff so much. And we do it from 9 to 11 when the kid's asleep, you know? So, like, that's our space. 
Nice. All right. So I got a question here from JFK. He said, how do you go about finding sponsorships? Because I know an event can be more successful with a sponsor than out of pocket. So in what do you offer sponsors in the return? Uh, well, I would say for an event in particular, I mean, this is the paradigm that is so difficult. There is very literally usually not a ton of return on investment, depending mm-hmm. on who's going to be going to this thing. So you almost need somebody who's just community supportive. Like I wanted to see this community grow and I'm willing to invest. Uh, but I always say like my, my advice is whether it's a new formation event, whatever, like you have to have a pitch deck. Like you need to have a very professional delivery yeah. of whatever you're going to ask for, because just by showing that you yourself can deliver a professional product, I think people will believe in the cause more. I think a lot of times this isn't to like throw shade. I think that's where a lot of times people fall short because their passion is gaming. Their passion is organizing. Like their passion is not sponsorship. So the hope is they can say, Hey, look, like I got 70 people to come play smash bros. Like you should sponsor us. And like, that's what they say verbally, or that's what they call it. Yeah. You got to have more than that. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just, so, you know, I would say that that's how I find it. You can find community people that are interested in supporting the community. That would be my recommendation to just try first, literally Mm -hmm. philanthropy, because like, there's very, unless you have an AV company, unless you've got a telecom company, which I, I'm trying to work with some of those groups to do just this thing. Right. You know, a lot of times there's just not a lot of non-endemic or endemic sponsors out there in gaming, particularly in Wisconsin. And the ones that are get a hundred sponsor asks a week. So it's like, I think it would just be, are you willing to support this community? Uh, would you like to help see us get off the ground and prevent a very professional product, a pitch deck? Uh, here's the stats, you know, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I think will get someone inspired to help support would be my answer to that today. Nice. So there you go, JFK. Hopefully that gives you a little idea in front and hit me up too. We talk, you know, we're, we're friends on, you hit me in the discord, you're in my discord. So we could talk more about that when you were, I know you're probably looking to plan out a big Madden tournament in the South Florida area for sure. Cause that's his, uh, his game of choice there, Brandon. Nice. So, nice. Yep. I dig that. Uh, yep. So here, uh, one of the last questions here to wrap this up here. So what are your, uh, what are other events and programs? that are coming down the line in the next six months to a year for um, MKE Esports Alliance. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say, you know, we do our quarterly Zooms. So we bring in the community every yep, once, once a quarter. A so we're going yeah. yeah, so to quarter, every four months. months. Yeah. yeah, we're working on a monthly option, but right now it's okay. quarterly just because that's what we can sustain. Um, so I would say, you know, please, if people want to intersect, please come to our quarterly Zooms, you know, reach out. I think my uh, stuff, thank you, is at the bottom kind of scrolling. Like yep. if anyone out there right now is saying they'd like to find out more, they want to chat or get involved in this, like just hit us up, Discord, Twitter, wherever. Um, we want to make sure that we get you connected and into those resources. So that's upcoming. You know, our, our second cohort for the workforce development program, I think kicks off in March. I still think there are some openings for that. So mm-hmm. you could literally get an education in esports if you wanted to. Uh, so we're excited about the offering for that. Um, and then I would say, you know, we're, we're kicking around with IC stars. Um, and I'll say the name Summerfest because we haven't Ooh. brought this to them yet, but there's, there's some on the horizon opportunities to do some pretty cool stuff. Um, and like you say, it's all just talk until it happens. So I won't make it sound or oversell it more than what it is, but we've got a nice, a good footing on some pretty substantial organizations in this state. Like I'll say a Summerfest that have right. a really big interest in this and it's just figuring out the pieces. And so I would say, you know, I think we'll probably this year figure one of those pieces out to bring something pretty cool uh, to the state. That's just kind of my gut feeling right now. So keep an eye on that because I think it's coming. 
I will. And I know you'll reach out to me if you need me. I was so, going to uh, say, hey, you'll be there. So don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. So JFK said, it's great. Uh, he said, great answer. Thank you for that. And then yeah. uh, Mad Max asked, what is the Discord for MKE? I believe I'm in it. So I could tag it. You know what? I'll create a, um, a link here. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I got a URL. I don't know if I have anything else else than that. Yeah, I know I have it. Um, I'm in it. Let me just yeah. see if it's on here. But I'll create it for you, Mad Max, and uh, get it out to you. But, yeah, there is a Discord for MKE out there. Well, let me see. I can't find it right now. I'll find it for you. Um, get it get it out there. So, so I don't know if I could, like, put in the comments or something, but. Yeah, we can finally get in the comments before the end of the show. We got a lot of time for that. So, uh, and also Eeyore says, I have a bunch of people asking me for support <laughs> due to the store. So this is another person who loves video games in Wisconsin. And he said, but it's always like I can't support you financially. And so I can only give you help on getting eyes on the support. So kind of what you're hitting on, Brandon, you know, it's something yeah. to do it. To, I mean, to talk about it and then doing it is two separate things. And it takes a lot. It takes a community. That's why it's called the Milwaukee Esports Alliance. And that's why these alliances around the United States and different states there, because the smart people like us, we know I can't do this by myself unless, you know, and it's the one of those big unlesses, unless I'm Bill Gates, unless I'm this person <laughs> that has a whole bunch of yeah. money in my bank account, you know, but that you could do that. It's so interesting though, Mike, because like, and I appreciate like gaming generations is amazing. Like Evan, the whole team, like, I mean, I, yeah. I can understand. I'm sure they get all sorts of stuff. Like I would even say, even if you have unlimited funds, that's not the way to do it. Like esports, to my right. money has already gone down this path, like macro level. There are big brands putting big dollars into things. And like, you look at like uh phases IPO or SPAC they're trying to do. They're estimating 150 million dollars in losses over the next four years. Like I'm an investor. Right. Like I'm sorry, that's not an answer. Like, right. So to me, candidly, even if there's people with deep pockets who could contribute to the growth of this and to the growth of local teams and all the rest, I just would be candidly saying it's not there right now. People are not providing uh, a co comprehensive enough reason to invest. And mm -hmm. so I, I can appreciate. Yeah, a lot of folks get asked about that kind of stuff, and I hope that the Alliance can provide those resources in a meaningful way, the same way that, you know, Eeyore is saying that he does it. Like, that's what I hope we can be of value at. But like, even with funds, I just don't think that's going to set anybody up. Like I'm, I'm presenting it a thing in a little bit here. And it's like, the first thing I'm advising is don't set whatever you create up on sponsorships. Don't do it. Like don't build your business off sponsorships because they go away. Like right. they just do. They always do. They're not going to be a 10 year sustainable financial model. Like, so try to build something where you can generate revenue off of a non-transient pathway. Yeah, make it easier on yourself in the beginning. Just learn uh, the planning stages and then start small. Start small. Yep. You know, do a, do a, a nice intimate, you know, ten person tournament of a, of oh, a game yeah. that you, you know go there first, and then after that, then you'd be like, okay, this is what I need for another level up. Maybe twelve, maybe fourteen people. And maybe get one sponsor or somebody you know start small because i remember doing my uh, my foundation tournaments for halo and actually i did it out of state i did it in nebraska but i had boots on the ground there i had people mm -hmm. there that could reach out that could get sponsorship that already worked with other companies so then yep. when you have more than one person and you have a team of people that understand okay this is what we got to do to put the work in to get this result and then it comes out a little cleaner it comes out a little better um i say in the long run if you're uh, 
you know, want to go down that path. So yeah, actually um, a group that did a nice job of that recently was like a place down in Milwaukee called dark fusion systems. They do like custom PC builds. They're mm-hmm. like a small group of guys. And they just did like a tournament at the iron horse hotel. That was like a 20 person cap. They oh, basically nice. knew everybody that was coming and they were just doing it to test and to like get the community buy-in. Like I would, yeah. I would echo what you're saying and say that to me is a great path to like, and I think, you know, to yours comment, like if you want to get, these gaming companies, gaming entities involved, like go to them with something like that. Like, and that doesn't always have to be financial. Could just be your venue. Could be the place and be collaborative and say, I want to do something well with a small group that's fun. Let's start there and see what we can build up to. I think that'd be a excellent path to pursue. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah for sure. So for sure. Um, so Brandon, do you, how much time you got? I'm good, man. You good? All right, we got yeah. our, our, our next twelve thirty, I think. All right. Oh, good. We we got plenty of time. We get through the next stuff here. So we got. A fun area called this. this or that. I don't know if you can hear that. Audio. Or that. Did you hear that audio? No, I didn't hear it, but I like the okay. game. All right. We got a fun X section here called this or that. So, you know, it's the typical fun little geek stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or just thinking outside of the box on questions and answers. And I get to know you a little bit more because I know you're pretty good. But now I'm going to get behind the layers, behind the closed doors, answers <laughs> on stuff I may want to know here. So the first question up is win an award for starring in a movie or win an award for starring in a play on the stage uh i go movie movie yeah okay uh i'm I'm gonna say i'm a movie guy too um i like all the big streets i've been to plays i do enjoy them but um i've got the more of the i say experience and the I say the just the for this the foresight when I watch a movie. Well, okay, I could have did that role, you know. I, I could have did Sam Jack or or mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. I could be jumping off buildings. I'm still in shape. I could do That'd that. That'd be fine. So, yeah, mine was selfish. I was like, because I'm a theater guy. Like I love the theater. I grew up in the theater. But I'm like, right. my selfish answer was I kind of like movie because you get more exposure. And I'm like, true. I don't. The movie star lifestyle is not a bad one. I mean, I know they complain about I can't go anywhere or whatever, but like. It's okay. Like it's yeah. a nice world. I don't mind. So that's where I came into it. Selfish yeah. exposure. Exactly. So and then uh, Tony and Sean from uh, Gamer Edge 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 Gamers Lounge, they mentioned that you know they do a lot of production, mm-hmm. and they said it's actually it is easier be put be more of a movie star than a TV show actor because okay. of the time. Because once you do a movie, you know you're there for two three months if it's on location, mm-hmm. and then boom, you're done. But TV show, obviously, it's episode weekly episodes that you're going into the studio. Yeah, so that's yeah. why you have to move to L.A. or you got to move to New York or you got to move to Texas, Florida, wherever the series is being shot. Mm-hmm. Stake up there, have a place, have an apartment or something. When, you know, if it's something like, remember, what was it, Twin Peaks? Remember Twin <laughs> Peaks from back in the, I don't want to be in Canada. No, for, bro, for real. And I'm, if I'm not from Canada, I don't want to be in Canada, Canada for 12 months because that yeah. is... I thought Wisconsin, we thought Wisconsin is rough on cold weather. Now it gets, it gets worse. Yeah, it gets mm-hmm. way worse up north. In the north. Mm-hmm. All right, the next this or that. This is I thought this one was I, this was a little odd one for myself too. So drink one glass of hot water or three glasses of cold water. Well, this is easy <laughs> for, for me. me dude. I was like, what am I, what am I thinking right now? But I'm that is a that. trippy question. I'll give you right. that. Uh, I would go three glasses of cold automatically. I'm like a water fiend. I mean, I drink so much water way more than recommended amount per day because i just think water is everything so i would take three glasses of cold i'm not much of a hot water drinking so nah. that's an easy one for me no nah, yeah but being then that's that's after that's an athlete thing we know mm-hmm. better i got my, my my bottle's empty right now of water mm-hmm. um 
So yeah, I'm definitely a three cold glass water. I, I just hit my Peloton this morning for an hour right before I jumped on stream. So I got water and Gatorade like stacked all by my, you know, by my bike. So water I got to, I'll have to, uh, I'll get your name off thing. Cause I've been doing, I just got a Peloton like three weeks ago and holy Love crap, it. dude, I'm in the midst of some major debate because I got buddies that got high outputs and like, they're not in that great of shape <laughs> and you, we're having the suspect. debate. So we're right. having the debate because I'm like, I've never been bad at anything athletic. And I got these guys talking a lot of trash to me right now. So we had a fairly extensive debate on the value of output, like his size comparison to body. So I need to know your outputs immediately. I might have to get your screen name because like this is getting real. I'm getting that competitive juice going now. Right. With this Peloton right. thing, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And a good friend of mine, uh, we go, we call him V. That's his nickname. Okay. And he challenged me last year during the pandemic. And I said, yeah, let's go, you know. And last year, uh, I ended up winning. So we did the whole, I think it was February or January. And okay. it was a miles thing, you know, how many miles in a month. Mm -hmm. And I think we both were well over, like, in a month. I think he knows better than me, but I want to think between 400 and 500 miles in a okay. month. Because okay. we were going at it. We were going back and forth. Yep. And uh, and he found out, like, I was like, man, I'm competitive, V. I was like, I'm very competitive. He's like, He's like, okay, he's a basketball. He has basketball background. He's an athlete okay. too. So he's like, no, I'm competitive too. And so it was just, it was just fun for me, you know, the adjustments that we both had to do between work schedules and um, well, you know, it was COVID, but, you know, coming back and forth, uh, having, then I noticed that he started picking up different um, uh, ride times, you okay. know, riding either really late at night or really early in the morning. And I'm more of a mid, I say I'm a morning workout person, but mm -hmm. I like to get my sleep. So I still, I'll probably get up around eight o'clock at the latest and then hit the bike. He was up at like okay. 5 a.m. I'm like, woof, oh, man. And then I found out here, here's another hack though for Peloton. And I just noticed it because we just started up this last week and he's going to like this one. Um, I picked this up when I was game planning him. I'm, I'm watching because you know you can see everybody's yeah. stats. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I noticed that his RP, so his resistance. Mm -hmm. So when your resistance is high, it make it makes you go faster miles per hour, yeah. So then you can go faster miles per hour in a certain mile. So you could get usually I could get a mile in three and a half minutes. Yeah. So now I'm getting that mile at a higher resistance at like two and a half minutes. So a minute off. Man. So that means I could get four, almost four miles in three minutes. You know. So I'm rolling. So that's just so whole, you know, that's the whole thing though. So like <laughs> like my buddy. He, I mean, we could go on with this, but so he, Correct. the 30 minute record, he said his 30 minute output record was like 600. And I'm like, mine was at, mine was at 300. And I'm like, this dude is 6'2", 240. And I'm like, he's been doing Peloton for two years, but mm. like, he's not in great shape. I mean, I'm telling him to the face, like, he knows, like we're out doing a weight loss challenge right now. Right. So like right. homie's sitting there at 600 and I'm at three. And so I'm like, all right, I need to just see. So I push it balls to the wall as good as I can do it. And I right. got it up to 360 in 30 minutes. And then basically the debate started because I started analyzing his stuff. And homie was doing resistance of 100, but he's going at 40 to 50 the whole time. Oh, so I'm like, yes. so I'm like yeah. resistance, like I don't even know if you're sweating. That's a very difficult thing. So don't get me wrong. That is, I'm like, that's just painful to imagine right. slogging for 30 minutes. But I'm like, you're just getting really high outputs. It's not like a measure of your fitness or ability. And Correct. I'm like, and the reason you could do that is because you're bigger. And I looked up online and said, does being bigger affect your Peloton output? And it said like it did. Now oh. he's like, he just vehemently denies this. And we had, and I'm talking like we had a massive, massive group text going on around this for days. I fighting back and forth. 
And so now it's like, all I have to do is get better. That's what the reality is. Then he's sending me people that are, you know, less like me. Like I'm like 5'11", 200 something. And he's sending me that. And he's like, look, they got higher scores than me. And I'm like, you are a better Pelotoner than me. That is a fact. But I'm telling you, your weight and your height affect this. It's easier to push a door open with a cinder block than a feather. So like, and he just won't have it. He's like, it's just not true. He said, my weight has nothing and my height has nothing to do with this. And I'm just like, A, you're jogging the system with this hundred resistance thing. That's just a hack. You're just hacking the output system. Right. And B, you're bigger. So man, we've been, I, I, I've had to stop. I, I, I have to just improve. That's all there really is to it. I got to get better. Right. But give me a and, and that's what I said to myself in the first couple of days. Then I saw what he was doing too. Then I found out what you found out. It's a hack. So it's a hack. Yeah. It's so it's not just, it's not just me and my, and my, and my good friend V here. So <laughs> uh, big boom. Howard said he's a cold water guy as well. Stick into that where, and then the next, this or that here. Is sleep for two hours a night or get only one meal a day? Mm. Working I gotta out. Push on, I got to push on both, man. I don't think I could do either. Right. That's that's what I, I wrote that one. I was like, mm, this is a tough one. That is tough. I this don't is a even dilemma. know. This is a dilemma. Um, well, I'm, I'll, I'll go first. Let you think. Um, I'm going to definitely, I'm going to say. I got to eat something. So I'm at least, I'm going to get two hours of sleep because I got to eat. I got to eat three meals a day. And either way, I'm not in a good shape with two hours of sleep and only in three meals a day. I might I might eat more just to kind of bring up, build up my energy or something. So I'm going to go with two hours of night. Okay. Of sleep at night. Okay. I mean, I guess I would say a meal just because I need sleep real bad, but I like being awake. I like being alive and living. So I feel like if I had to give something away, it's like, all right, I guess I get to do more living. Plus I get to eat. So that's cool. Right. All right, dogs barking. I don't know what they're barking at. We might have a delivery guy here. I was say it's always Amazon, dude. <laughs> yeah, which is which is fine with me. Which is fine with me. All mm-hmm. right, this next one here. Let's see what the the comments say here. Big boom. He said, "Oh, he's a one meal guy." Okay. Hey, nice power to you, baby. Cause I need to <laughs> I need to eat. I need more than one meal. All right, mm-hmm. here we go. Next one on the list here. Have an automated home or a self driving car. I'd say automated home. I don't mind cruising around, but having like automatic blinds and turn on the smart bath and all that stuff, I'm for that. That stuff's cool. Yeah, it's everywhere around us. I mean, it's a lot of companies that have mm-hmm. the options to make between your, like you said, the cameras, the the speaker system, the uh, curtains, and then uh, I remember way back when I was a Seahawk and I was in Seattle in Microsoft territory. Mm-hmm. Since Paul Allen was co-owner of the Seahawks, we basically could get a free tour of its camp of Microsoft its campus whenever we wanted. We just oh, have sure. to call up, call up, check the times, and then they'll escort us into the group that was getting the tour. Mm-hmm. And then I saw 1998, um, a refrigerator that told you when the, you need to replace your eggs and your milk and other things in 98. Okay. And so Dude. Something that I just saw in movies, thinking it was just a movie thing, and mm-hmm. no, and it's not. I was like, oh, I said I saw that in that so and so movie. That's pretty dope. Um, but I got to get to an answer here. I, I, I'm liking though the self car, self driving car though. Tesla, okay. and I know it's more coming down the line. I know like what is this, the F-150 kind of self drives a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen the commercials where people are doing this. They're doing a without you know and not touching the steering wheel. I'm like, yeah. I'm kind of there. Um, so I'm going to go self-driving vehicle. Home okay. stuff, I'm, I'm more self-efficient. I like to clean. I know when to clean up. I know when the, yep. the milk is low. I don't need a machine to tell me that. I want to have okay. 
I want to I want to still be functional myself so I can all right I could do this I don't want to get too lazy I appreciate that <laughs> I appreciate that yeah we got big boom Howard says automated home and he loves to drive so can you use it both easy <laughs> yeah and then we have Roger Dodger says automated home no cleaning ever think of all the time you save got it that's true good point good point all right here next one on the line here this is now we're getting into like so between that one and this one we're thinking like futuristic stuff so yeah here we go robotic arms or bionic eyes mm. i'm not saying yeah, superman eyes maybe and look obviously superman eyes because he looks through everything he can mm-hmm. see through anything and then obviously he has the lasers that comes out and that can in you I'm if feeling bionic eyes. Yeah, I'm feeling bionic eyes because I'd like to believe I'm going to keep the arms. You know, you can work out the arms and keep them mm-hmm. operational. Eyes, man. I don't know. Heat carrots, but that's your only option. Like eyes is tough. You got to bionic eyes is a win. Right. I'm, I'm with you there. I'm bionic eyes as well because you can see through things. You know, if you mm-hmm. game, if you're doing whatever, you know, you got to you got to find out some useful information for yourself. Just kind of sit there and. Yeah, I'm ready for that. The smart glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just saw, as a matter of fact, speaking of smart glasses, my birthday's coming up. So I went on down the line. Uh, my birthday's next Wednesday. Still have we'll still will have a show, everyone, podcast, everything. Mm-hmm. Um birthday show. And and last and, la- and on live on Twitch. But I saw a, a pair of eyeglasses similar, you know, built just like these that actually mm-hmm. like built in, which I've seen them before, but now audio glasses but i'm okay. like I, w- I wonder what's on the screen if it's audio can you be sitting there watching netflix on your your like, your shades there you know i'm, I'm for it whatever it is i'm, I'm in that'd be cool yeah. that'll be interesting all right here next one on the list i think next the last one here and this is the last one here and you said you were a movie guy or a theater guy mm-hmm. so or you know so this is getting into the musical stuff so talk only in songs <laughs> like in a disney movie oh only in whispers. Hey, man, these are. Did you come up with these questions? These are good questions. Where did yes. you get this from, man? Hey, I, I sit here. This is my. This is probably the longest and the hardest part of my rundown. I'm a runner show. For real. This I is sit madness. here and really think deep. I think like a kid for one. Mm-hmm. I have that part of my brain where I could shift back to a five year old of mine and be like stuff I used to ask my parents questions. And I was like, they're like, what's like. Baby, you asked that question. I don't want to ask that question. Yeah. He's yeah. confusing me right now. He's like, I'm just worried about paying the paying the taxes right now. Mm-hmm. For, mm-hmm. So yeah, talk in songs. So being basically like a Disney movie. Um, or how you doing? What's up, Brent? What's that song? Let me whisper in your ear. Whisper. Yeah. We can get a whole episode. Nope. Nope. Like, You've answered the question for me. I'm not I mean, I'd rather sing to you and rap the whole time. That's fine. I appreciate Big Boomhauer said whisper in was a movie. You could sign me up for the Frozen movie. We'll just do a, a whole song the whole time. That'd be fine. Yeah. I can't do this person. Uh, that would be t- I think you probably eventually maybe lose your voice. Well, either way, you could probably lose your voice singing or whispering. But I would yeah. do singing. I say mm-hmm. I'm not a singer, per se. <clears throat> I'm more of the rap type. So mm-hmm. give me some lyrics. You got to write them for me because I know I can't write rhymes. I already mm-hmm. know that for a fact. That's one thing I know. I can- I'm not a I don't have an artsy part of me. I can't draw. I mean, I could draw, but it's not going to yeah. look good. I can sing. It's not going to sound good, but I'm going to give it. You know, trust me. I could give it the good old heave ho. I'll give it 100% effort. Yeah. But am I going to win a Grammy? No. I'm going to probably win those awards that 
they make fun of you awards though, like the oh, Razzies, sure. mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the Razzie. And I'll be proud of it too, because I already know. That's fine. I can't. I'm not that guy. I'm not. What's it? What Justin Timberlake? Uh, Justin <laughs> Bieber. Yeah. I, I don't sound Justin's. like those 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 young men. No. But I I can one of these episodes. I might bust out. I know LL Cool J. I know a few of his songs. And for the, I say you know this guy, uh, Brandon Sir Mixalock. I know a oh, few yeah. of his songs. So, oh yeah. Uh, for anybody else in the chat, if you know who Sir Mix a lot, it's Baby Got Back. I love mm-hmm. that song. Mm-hmm. You know, the video was hilarious when I was a kid watching that video. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, okay, this is funny as heck. Educational so and funny. Yep. Yeah, it was definitely. <laughs> I like how you put that in there. Educational. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right here. Let's head on to. So you got about a few more minutes here for yourself. So I'm gonna head over to quick. Oh, where am I at? There we go. Boom. Quick hit news bites here. So, speaking of video games, I just found a nice. I was looking for some, couldn't really find none, but I found something very, very cool and very interesting. And this game is going to eventually come out. Everybody's been talking about it for year over year. Um, but Mr. Phil Spencer, the boss, so Xbox boss, wants Starfield to be the most played game that Bethesda has ever made. Hmm. Now, that's a bold statement, you know. So reading an article here from GamesRadar.com. So it says Xbox's Phil Spencer wants Starfield, like I said, to be the most played game ever, as told by, as uh, the developer told by Todd Howard. So it says yesterday in a tweet thread, Axos gaming reporter Stephen Tiltilo, if I'm saying that correctly, published Mm -hmm. a slate of remarks he received when interviewing Xbox Phil Spencer earlier this year. In particular, Tiltilo highlighted the comment seen just below revealing that spencer is aiming to make starfield the most played game most played game released by bethesda creator director todd howard ever so this quite i think this is a big task you know so if i have a game before it even comes out i know it's been hyped up a lot um and it obviously is big developers behind the people that companies that we know bethesda microsoft mm-hmm. is working behind it to have it but to make i think to me you know i'm humble um, but I guess for the track record between Microsoft and Bethesda of games they release, I think having that confidence in himself and his company, that's probably why Phil is saying this, um, this statement with Starfield, because obviously Starfield, I've been hearing about Starfield probably since 2016, mm-hmm. easy. And how people are like, man, I can't wait till this game come out. But it's like, to me, it's like, what other games previous to this one are sim, you know, are even close to Starfield that we'll know, you know, to try to learn off of or see how good it is to be. But we know the best, but that's that they got Fallout, all the Fallout series they did. And then obviously Halo games that, you know, not Halo, uh, Microsoft games that's been out like Halo. Yeah. Uh, Destiny and stuff like that. So I, for me, you know, th- I wouldn't go this far, but I'll say for a company that, that has the track record, Brandon and Twitch chat, I think uh, they have a lot of confidence in themselves and in, in producing this game. I mean, it's interesting because, like, obviously, I think they did Elder Scrolls, too. Um, yeah. Like, playing that and assuming what this will be like, it's almost as much like you only have so much time. And I would be – I'm just genuinely curious, like, for people that are at level 1050 in ESO, like, I got to wonder, man, are they going to, like, switch over to something new? You know, I mean, you've just right. put in so much time and effort. Like, that's my curiosity is, like, I would have loved to have played a space exploration MMO RPG as much as – uh medieval one but like now right. that i'm down that path it's kind of like well all right like 
do I just switch? You know, it's a very interesting paradigm. But yeah, I mean, they got all the money. Uh, that Phil Spencer dude was in the Wall Street Journal uh, on their main page this week. I read an article right. about him and kind of what he's trying to do with the Activision acquisition. And right, we talked about that, that last stuff. week. Yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting. He seems like he's got a vision, and they're all into the cloud side of things. So yeah, pretty exactly. cool. Exactly. So it could it continue on here. It says Howard has released a suite of Elder Scrolls and Fallout games under Bethesda over the last two decades, which all have been played for by hundreds of hours. Eagerly, often players of brand new content hidden in the far reaches of of their massive in-game worlds, which we know of. And then he said also people still are playing Skyrim, a game that is celebrated its 10th anniversary last year to the very day. So so they have a strong following from Skyrim over the last decade. So that best Bethesda released Skyrim Anniversary Edition last year, building the previous DLC and expansions, as well as a brand new aspect fishing to the 10-year old game out there. So Starfield, to top Skyrim's decade-plus playtime, is not so small of a feat. So still, Spencer is obviously in high hopes and uh, for space firing rpg which is set to relaunch this year in november november 11th it's going to be on pc xbox one series x and series s as well and then on get xbox game pass of course they got to yep. do it you know so yeah. so i thought that was interesting just to see <clears throat> you know what companies are doing what companies are thinking and obviously i think just like anything just like in sports you know when you work out you game plan you get the job you know you have what you do but you need to be ready to play that game, which is similar to a developer. They got everything lined up and they've done it before with other games like Fallout and Skyrim. Then mm-hmm. they can then have that confidence going into the build out of this new game. And I'm sure this new game should be almost finished. If it's coming out in November, they're just doing editing, you know, fixing, cleaning it up yeah. and getting it ready yeah. for uh, for launch, basically. So okay. I'll put that in there. And so we got about a couple more minutes for you. So if you got to run. I know you said 1230. I don't want to hold you too long. I want to, if you want to stay, it's up to you. Let me know. Well, I'll say I probably should use the restroom before I head into this next meeting. So I may yeah. take you up on that offer. Yeah, um, go right ahead, man. Brandon, I want to say uh, thank you, man, for jumping in, sharing the information. I got it here on the website. And before I finish off, I'm going to put everything, all your information, your your social media, your phone number, your email, all the stuff where people can find you, ask you. And then, I will, and then eventually get that Discord in there for my people that follow me. I'll put it on my – I'm going to probably stream sooner later this week to get that out there to them as well. Cool, man. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you. Always good to chat with you. Thanks for everybody that was, you know, in here with us chatting and stuff. That was awesome. And uh, it's happening. We're making something happen, I think, in this state together. And uh, it'll be cool to see where things continue to go. Yep. All right, Brandon, man. You have yourself a good rest of your day. All right. Later, man. Take it easy. All right. Yep. All right, uh, Brandon Chalker there from MKE Alliance, outstanding. Um, one of the, I'll say, innovators, leaders of planning out and helping people connect, as he said in the beginning of that interview. So we know how we do it on this show. I'm good going gamer in-laws. I'm doing good. So you know how we do it on here. We're about to get into, oh, we already did this or that. Now we're going to get over to game releases. So let me get set up there. And uh, we got some. I got a fun game here. I know it's just me. Which John? Once John gets back, we'll be able to get into our fun conversations of games. So let me know if y'all hear this because I was working on the audio last week and I thought I hit the right button. So let me know if you hear what I'm about to do right here. 
Release the games. It's time for the game releases. Game, game releases. Do y'all hear that? Because I, I clicked the button. Maybe. Dang. I thought I found it. I thought I found the button. But anyway, I could have swore I found the button for y'all to hear the audio. But let me know if y'all hear this coming up here on my game of the week. It's a fun game. It's called Saifu. Let me hear it. Let me know if y'all hear it. So Saifu, it is one life enough to, I say it's one life enough to live Kung Fu. So in Saifu is the story of a young Kung Fu student on a path of revenge, hunting for the murderers of his family. Um, so one against all, he has no allies and countless of enemies. He has to rely on his unique mastery of Kung Fu as well. The mysterious pendant to prevail and preserve his family legacy. So this game is released by Epic Games comes out. It came out yesterday for 49 99 or 49 bucks even. So on the path of vengeance, the hunt for enemies will take you through hidden corners of the city from the game-written suburbs to the cold hallways of the corporate towers, you have to go. You have you have got one day and countless enemies on your way. For every mistake, time will be the price to pay. So adaption in this way. So careful positioning and clever use of the environment to use to your advantage is key to your survival. Use everything at your disposal. You could throw tables, you could throw objects, makeshift weapons, windows, uh, the kitchen sink, ledges. So the odds are stacked against you and you will be offered no mercy in Saifu. So Kung Fu is master through practice, a path of both bodies and mind. Learn how, learn from your errors, unlock unique skills and find the strength with your self to master the devastating technique of pack me if i'm saying this right pack me kung fu so there you go there's saifu on by epic games check it out i saw this game i was like oh this is big fun if you saw that i'm gonna get out of that right now so so check out saifu man it is a fun game i'm working on the audio i thought i had it i did click something last week and it said audio to the other picture so I'm so mad. I'm so disappointed. But y'all can hear my voice describing and talking about it. So now we're headed into row, 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 row your boat row, gently, others. Uh, sorry, excuse me. It's time for what's on stream. All right, what's on stream here? And so I think if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear that audio. So I'm gonna go. So what's on stream? So I, I had a. Like I said, I mentioned in an earlier part of the show, my granddaughter, two-year-old granddaughter is here visiting. And we're watching a ton of, I forgot to mention this too, yeah, a ton of Coco Melon. And I started to lose my mind as an adult. Like, uh, it's just repetitive. Uh, the bus, the wheels on the bus go round and round, round. And, and it was like, I, I, I met my limit. I met my limit. So I was like, let's watch something else. Let's watch something new, different. Let's not watch or hear this is for another hour. Give me a break, you know? So what I ended up doing, going on Disney Plus, I found a fun series in reference to Black History Month. They, If you go on Disney Plus, they have a whole uh, area. 
that's dedicated to Black History Month, but Black History Month to me is 365, 24-7. But they have a new series out there called Rise Up. And, and I said, Rise Up, Sing Out. So here is the video, fun video, that shows and it talks about, you know, it is Quest Love, Amir, Amir Thompson, and Tyreek Trotter, Black Thought from the group, the musical group, rap group, The Roots. So it's an anime series that is, is a music-based series that is designed to provide an inspiring and empowering message about race, culture, and community, celebrating differences, and providing a framework for conversation. So the shorts, this, the episodes are only like two, three minutes long. They're real short episodes. So we like watch the episodes in like a half hour, which is great, obviously, for kids. That was a quick preview of it. So it's uh, celebrating the differences and providing a framework for conversation. The shorts, like I said, the shorts feature Quest Love and Tariq Black Thought Trotter, the rap group from my childhood, uh, I'll say mid-90s on to 2000. So they got a nice series there on Disney+. Plus. And go check out all the other movies and series they have on Disney+, Plus and other apps out there. They're not the only app doing anything for Black Hairstory Month. And they're not the only app that does anything just for one month. They do every month. There's something related to diversity and culture um, in our world of entertainment. So check out Disney+, Plus. check out Netflix, check out Paramount+. Plus. They have shows that have a little bit of everything everything for everybody out there to enjoy to love um in there to watch and educate ourselves educate our kids in a fun and inspirational and an entertaining way so rise up and sing out it's on disney plus check it out um enjoy yourself and uh and that's the we're at the end of the show i want to say that's it man i want to say thank you for everybody jumping in this show here today we had a great show with brandon chalker chalker not Tauscher. Chalker, not Tauscher. It's spelled pretty much the same, but it's, I think it's different. So there's his information. He's on Facebook, MKE Esports Alliance, uh, Twitter at MKE underscore Esports, and Instagram also MKE Esports there. So you can find him there. And then, of course, you can find me here. Those are my outlets i've been overwhelmed with a two-year-old so you have to apologize for a lot of my posting that has not been happening <laughs> with myself and my stream uh and lakeland like i'm one man doing a lot of tasks i have my some of my students talking to them they're helping me out with some of the posts actually i had one chime in with me today during the stream so i'm gonna get to him and i'm gonna check his edit to post it up i think it's for the valorant or it was for league of legends i think you know so yeah jay JF Cake and uh, Prof Peter TV says, peace, my guy, great stream or good stream. And thank you, uh, Prof Peter TV there. And JF Cake 305 from the MIA, he says, great stream, man. Thank you, JF Cake, man. Good seeing you. And hopefully I can get down to Florida, man. We can hang out because um, I have a friend that lives, another friend that lives down there. Um, and he's from, he's from there. And I've been knowing him for 20 plus years. So I, I went and visited him last year. I'll say right after school, but I was like in May. So I think I'm going to try to go visit him again to hang out. And when I'm down in Miami, I'll hit you up so we can go play some Madden. You could beat me up because I ain't been, I've been, I got to at least, or maybe get my game right before I get down there. So we can have a nice little battle. If not, you're going to destroy me. Just letting you know because I have not been playing. Well, and like I said, I got a two year old. So for anything, if I miss calls or miss the email, that is the reason. So I had to kick in um, my, like I said, dad, a granddaddy daycare here. 
Um, and I'm coming out of it. My wife is back now. She can relieve me a little bit, but we still, now we're a team. We can now attack this little, little baby and take care of her <laughs> and not get overwhelmed like I have been for the last week and a half. So I appreciate everyone timing in tonight. We'll be back next week. We will have Janine from IC Stars along with Jordan, like Brandon mentioned, from Tier 1 in the Milwaukee area here on the show. Um, actually going to be my birthday, so I'm running the show. So it's going to be, we'll actually got to be People Who Love Wisconsin Part 4 and birthday episode. I don't know what I'm, I might do something special for it. I might, you know, since I'm, you know, got a birthday list and going to be reserving some birthday gifts, maybe I might hand out a few giveaways here on the stream, here on the podcast last stream, which we haven't done on the podcast yet. Do some giveaways here. Um, so I might have to go into I don't know how we're going to do that, not being in my OBS, but I'll figure it out. I got a week to figure it out. So I hope everyone ever have a great, hope everyone has a great week. It's hump day. Um, enjoy Super Bowl weekend. If you have a party, be safe, have fun. Um, get the low hanging fruit on the prop bets. All right. Out there for you, for the prop betters out there, you know, what jerseys are the Rams going to wear? Um, who, who gets the, who wins the corn toss bets? Find those easy bets. Don't go, you know, stay away from the bets that are, you know, little. But, I mean, I know the the feeling it gives the rush of going to the bets and try to win those major bets. But get the low-hanging fruit, you know, stuff, you know, who's going to, what's like, I found out there's a, a prop bet of Matt Stafford's yards per carry or the yards he'll gain, which won't be much. I think it's like four and a half, something like that. If you know betting, check it out. Bet online. Um, I did a stream last night with a whole bunch of GMs from – uh Fantasy League, uh, the Hall of Fantasy League, which was their season finale. Met up with 12 Terrell Davis online. So, yeah, met those GMs from Atlanta, from L.A., from uh, New York area that are serious fantasy leaguers. And they have websites they go on to talk about fantasy football and bets and props and all that. Check them out. Bet online. I know it's one the company that I now work with, with uh, on my blog podcast. So check it out, please, uh, to find out and be safe and have fun watching the Super Bowl because I know I am. I'm doing a watch along, by the way. For all the greenies in the house, I'm doing a watch along with millions.co. It's a new company similar to Cameo. So I'll get that link out to everyone. It should be on my Instagram and my Facebook because they will be advertising through my uh, social media pages. So if you don't have that information and I'll try to get it out as soon as I can, um, it should be out already. But if not, I'll get it out to you more. So everyone have a great rest of your week. And I'm back on the scene. Down in Lakeland, doing my thing. We got Call of Duty tonight. I try to stream it. Um, and then I think tomorrow we have some other games. And then Friday we have League of Legends. So there we go. So everyone have a good rest of your week. And game on.